Here we go. Can't bring Pat in here without the damn signs, but what's good, Pat? <laughs> hey, man, I'm like 17 people over here, man. Listen, I was about to say that button, uh, that thing just kind of elusive, eh? <laughs> you got some no, but you know what, bro? For those that don't know, for those that don't know, when it comes to um, hosting and producing and editing your own show, and I've been there before, for those that know, don't know, you got to have, like, three heads and, and, like, 20 pairs of hands. Bam. Like, it's, it's serious. I respect it. I respect it. If you can't find that button, you know, no harm, no foul, brother. I appreciate you, big dog. How you doing this morning? I'm good, man. No complaints. Just, you know, ready for Sunday, man. Ready for Sunday. Indeed. Let's give him some little signs here, man. Uh, this injury report this this week, Pat, was was really lengthy. I wouldn't go as, as far as, say, concerning just yet, but can you give us an update on everybody if you can? But at least the main the main situations here, and then let me know if there's some light at the end of the tunnel for a guy like Tyron Smith. Yeah, absolutely, and I'm going to actually uh, – we want to play volleyball a little bit here because I'm driving. Gotcha. But uh, I'm going to go down the list as much as I can, and then anybody I miss, just throw them back at me, and I'll give you the, the update. So let's start with the uh, the more pressing of, of all of them. Obviously, let's say Michael Parsons. Michael Parsons banged up his knee and ankle in the wind over the Patriots. Uh, he said he's good to go. He said it now several times. I had some conversations around the building, and uh, it, Michael Parsons is indeed good to go. Uh, great news for the Cowboys, to say the least. Uh, Zach Martin had a, a quad issue in that same game. Um, Zach Martin, is he was limited yesterday. Um, which is good news because, you know, he participated at all. Then at least it shows that there is a, a very, very strong chance that he's on the field. Obviously, he returned last week uh, from that rolled ankle. Cowboys are going to definitely need him and Tyler Biadish, uh, and both are expected to be on the field as long as nothing worsens with Zach Martin. Uh, keeping to the offensive line, Tyron Smith, uh, it sounded real 50-50 right now. Mm. Um, talking to people around the building and, and just yesterday, the expectation was that uh, Tyron would be limited uh, in practice, but he never made it that far. So he got to, through the rehab group, and then they basically said, okay, that's it for today. Now, I will say this uh, being the caveat, Thursday obviously is a ramp-up day for the Cowboys. If Tyron Smith does anything at all in practice, then it will be a positive sign. But I don't like the um, I don't like the air around that one, and, and that would be disappointing if he can't take the field if he cannot take the field, but it's still very much wait and see, touch and go with Tyron Smith. We'll see how that goes. Uh, Peyton Hendershot missed last week with an ankle injury that cropped up on last Friday. Sean McEwen was elevated in his absence. He also he did not participate uh, Hendershot yesterday in practice. Uh, I don't know what he's, he's going to do today. We'll find out on that. Uh, Malik uh, Hooker cropped up with a shoulder injury, but he was limited. So it looks like that's just something that he's working through. It's not the first thing that he's worked through this week. Uh, and I look, I talked to him yesterday, and he sounds like he's in very good spirits. I don't foresee any issues with Malik Booker. Uh, but, again, we still have several days before the game, so let's make sure that he stays that way before we put anything on there. Rico Dowdle, he did not participate yesterday in practice. But his hip injury is a hip contusion, so no structural damage, negative x-rays, the MRI was positive. And you, the reason you say that, for those that don't remember, it was it's big news because a hip injury is what put him on IR for the entirety of the 2021 season. Yeah, I was nervous. So when he left that game on Sunday, yeah, when he left that game on Sunday in the third quarter and was immediately ruled out and it was a hip injury, I sat back in my seat and shook my head and, and literally said, please, 
not this again. And I talked to Rico uh, in the locker room right after the game, and he was all smiles. He said the x-rays were negative, MRI was the next day. So positive outlook on Rico. But if he can't go this week, expect Malik Davis to get that elevation. Uh, who am I missing? Chuma Doga, he was on the injury report, but he was full. The rest of the guys, with the exception of Damone Clark, Damone Clark's shoulder injury, he was limited. Sounds like they're just being precautious with him. Um, and then the other guys were just veteran rest days from Jonathan Hankins to Marcus Lawrence, uh, C.D. Lamb, uh, Stephon Gilmore. I mean, they had a lot of veterans getting the off day yesterday. So unless I missed someone, nice. unless I missed my guess, I think that's everybody. I think you got everybody. I, one, one last thing here. I'm just curious. What does NIR rest slash knee mean for Lamb? Because if it's not injury-related, why did they add knee to the – Yeah, to the that, that's weird. It's kind of a yeah, kind of a technicality, which is weird. Um I think he's – if the way the NFL demands the injury report be set up is that if a guy has any kind of pain, ideally the NFL wants that to be on the injury report. Now, you and I both know that's not realistic because guys play with pain all the time. And if yeah. that were – if it were held to that standard, then everybody's injury report by week eight would read like the, the whole team. Board, right? So, yeah, the whole team, everybody's entire team. Um, so I think that's just one of those things where – C.D. Lamb was going to get the day off yesterday for rest anyway, just as he did last Wednesday. Um, but then going through the uh, the medical, they said, hey, is there anything at all? And he said, hey, yeah, this. And they were like, okay, throw that on there. But if it were truly injury-related, then they would not have been able to use NIR, which is not injury-related. So that's how you take that away. If you ever see NIR, like with Zach Martin, for example, that NIR, NIR tells you that it doesn't matter what he's dealing with, he was going to be rested, uh, get a good bit of rest anyway. That was the last week designation. So you'll see kind of how that plays out politics-wise, but there's no concern on C.D. Lamb. Gotcha. I mean, he, he's ready to go. I, I talked to him yesterday a couple of times, and, you know, he's just flashing the pearly whites. He's ready to get to San Francisco. Another one that was kind of flashing those pearly whites uh, in regards to his injury was was Tony Pollard. Uh, he opened up a bit about his injury coming off of the Niners' uh, loss in the playoffs, and you can just tell he's he's excited to be back out here for this. And I, I know sometimes it gets overlooked; it really shouldn't be overlooked. But you know, when he went out in that game, it felt like the offense went with him. But when he talked to the press yesterday, when he talked to you guys, and I'm not sure if you talked to him off the record, uh, but what what's his? How's he feeling going into this game, knowing that you know last time he was on that stadium, uh, it ended the way it ended. Uh, he he is champing at the bit. Uh, there's no other way for me to put it. Uh, like he said, like you saw yesterday in the uh, the interview with the media, he was, you know, frustrated and kind of disappointed, not kind of disappointed, but very disappointed uh, in, you know, the injury and when it happened and the magnitude of the game. And like he said yesterday, the Cowboys were in position to score. They had driven down the field. They were making strides on that, that particular um, possession, and they were – likely about to punch it in and get some points, and then he goes down with a broken leg. And like you said, the Cowboys offense went to the sideline with him. They didn't have another dynamic playmaker uh, in the backfield like that to kind of offset what they were trying to do in the passing game, and it just wrecked the entire afternoon for the Cowboys, which is why, I mean, you lose 12 to 19. If You you know, ideally you hold the uh, San Francisco 49ers to 19, you win that game. That That's how it's supposed to be looked at. But without the offense and without Tony Pollard, it wasn't there. So, you know, Pollard is, is just ready to get back out there. He wants some revenge. Um, you know, he, he is balancing saying that the Cowboys approach every game the same way with those little 
tea leaves kind of peeking out every once in a while that let you know, like, yeah, this is the game. This is the game. He's returning to the, the scene of the crime, and he wants to get to wants to get to it. And the beauty of it for the Cowboys is not only are they returning with, you know, their top playmaker and Tony Pollard back on the field, but they're also returning with a stable of other playmakers, including yes. the backfield as well. So, yeah, Pollard is ready to get to work. Yeah, man, you, you said it right there. And I want to pick that right back up because, you know, this is a Cowboys-Niners trilogy now with this particular set, right? Dan Quinn and Shanahan and, you know, their guys, our guys. Most of these players were here in 2021, 2022, and now we're going for round three. And, and I think I can feel the energy of the importance of this game just just through the screens, right? Your phone or your TV or your, your uh, computer. But the players are talking about how, hey, this is not another game. The coaches are saying this is this is not another game. And, and the Cowboys have, you know, brought over a lot more players to help, you know, get over this hump. But are you feeling that energy uh, when you're walking around a star from the organization that this is a big game? Here? Hell, yes, I mm, am. Yes. Uh, from the coaching staff to the to the front office personnel that are walking around, and and most certainly from the players. I mean, these guys are ready. Uh, talk to LVE directly after the um, the win over the Patriots, and he echoed something that he said during training camp when he was asked about the 49ers, and uh, he said, I had that circled. So when you talk about leaders like LVE and Demarcus Lawrence, now Demarcus, of course, Demarcus is Demarcus, like tank is tank. So when he was asked uh, about the 49ers this week, he was like, oh, is that who we play this week? Okay, Tank, we get it. Yeah, you, Tank, you, you get it. You're the man. Do, do, yeah, do your thing. We get it. We get it. The shade is, is fun. Um, but these guys, man, uh, they're ready to get out there, and they know that this is a game that they need to have. Yeah. And I know that there are a lot of people saying, well, it's only week five. Do you need to have this game? The Cowboys need to have the, this game because for morale purposes, for the purposes of sending the message that they've officially arrived and they're actually ready to contend and possibly go on a playoff run, this is the team you got to beat to do it. I, I'm not so much worried about the Philadelphia Eagles. Cowboys have shown they can handle the Philadelphia Eagles, but recently they've shown that they can't handle the 49ers, uh, albeit close games. So this is the, this is their boogeyman, and, and until they uh, kill their boogeyman, mm-hmm. they're not going to be able to get over that hump, even if only mentally. So if they were to go out there and lose this game, then, of course, for the rest of the season, it'll be hovering above their head, and, yeah. you know, it might impact this or that. But if they go out there and they beat the 49ers, especially if they beat them decisively, there are no more questions about can they do it, but then there are also no more questions about if the 49ers are the best team in the NFC, because if they were, they wouldn't lose to the Cowboys, who have the best defense in the NFC and have a chance if, and I will get to X-Factors in a second, this is your segue, if one of my X-Factors explodes like I think he will, then this offense might be one of the best in the league as early as Sunday. Well, 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 sir. Segway Jones, because I got a feeling I know who this (laughs) X-Factor is. There's a a whole bunch of dudes, bro. Like this team, Cowboys, Niners, this matchup, I mean, you this this kind of remind, and I hate to go back to the '90s, but but I, look, man, this reminds me of when they battled in that way. Those were the best two teams in the NFC, and you had so many great players on both sides of the ball. But you know, you, it's hard to narrow it down to one guy. But it sounds like you have. So, who is your X factor in this battle of dudes in this matchup? I have two, one on each side of the ball. Let's do it. First, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Brandon Cooks. Uh, I think this is the week that Brandon Cooks explodes 
um, against opposing, an opposing defense. I mean, week one, muted because of rain and what the defense was able to do. Week two, he misses because of the knee injury. Week three, he gets back, but he's trying to work his way into the system. And, of course, that didn't go well with the Cardinals just in general. Uh, and then you had three starting offensive linemen out. Mike McCarthy admits he overreacted. He shrunk the playbook, took some of the verticality out. Now week four, uh, Michael Gallup, he's found his legs. Jalen Tolbert, he's finding his legs. City Lamb already had his legs. Who's missing? Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks. And this is, a, this is the California boy going back to California. And not just that, the Stockton, California guy, he was born and raised only an hour from Santa Clara, which would they'll be playing ball. So it's going to be comfortable air for Brandon Cooks. As far as I don't think this feels like a home field advantage for the 49ers when you talk about guys like Cooks and Bland. This is their home dirt, right? This is their home air. And I think this is where the Cowboys and Mike McCarthy also finally dig deep into that bag because you can't hold anything back if you want this game. And you want this game and you need this game. So no more, you know, let's shut down this part of the playbook uh, because of this. No, you need to go out there and absolutely rain hell upon the 49ers with your offense, and I think Brandon Cooks is going to be a huge part of that. Flipping to the defensive side of the ball, so many dudes to talk about. I, I could go for Michael Parsons. I could go for Tank. I could go for Osa, Neville Gallimore coming on very strong. I could go for LVE. You saw him impact last game. I could go for the secondary. Matter of fact, I will go for the secondary. Oh. Hello, Donovan Wilson. Ooh. <laughs> Donovan Wilson, I believe, is going to be an X factor. Here's why. I believe that as much as you know, you know as well as I know, you have to bottle up two specific players in order for the Cowboys to be successful against the Niners' offense. Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Those two guys exist for Yak. They, they came out of the womb averaging <laughs> eight yards after the carry, uh, after the catch. So you have to eight make yards sure after that birth. you bottle them up. <laughs> That's the bars. You have to make sure you bottle them up and play sideline to sideline. Here's where Donovan Wilson is going to come into play in that. Number one, he's going to be utilized as far as helping to get additional pressure on Brock Purdy. It's also uh, key to note that Brock Purdy, although he has no interceptions thrown, he's fumbled the ball four times when he was under duress in the pocket. He only lost one of those, but those are against teams that average less than a takeaway per game. Cowboys average two and a half takeaways per game. Chances will be there for the Cowboys to take the ball away when they hit Purdy. Yeah, it will be there. Cowboys just got to, you know, take the ball away when it, when it gets the opportunity, and they will. But Donovan Wilson, he's going to be integral in helping create added pressure, putting Brock Purdy under duress. But when the ball gets in the hands of guys like Christian McCaffrey, when it gets in the hands of guys like Debo Samuel, not only do you need a guy who could meet them at the point of attack, you need a guy with that kind of build and that kind of dog and that tone setter so that when he meets them at the point of attack, he makes them wish – that they hadn't caught the ball. That's Donovan Wilson because then it starts to play into a guy hearing footsteps the next time he catches a screen pass or something like that. So Donovan Wilson is going to be massive as far as helping contain those two guys and pressuring Purdy on the offensive side of the ball. I think there's going to be a whole lot of California love for Brandon Cooks when he gets back out to uh, Santa Clara. Dallas will be going, going back, back to Galley, Galley. To Galley, (laughs) Galley. Appreciate you, Pat. Uh, let them know where they can find your work at, man, because I know you're about to drop. I, usually today you drop your science lab, right? You know it, brother. Yes, I was indeed. up uh, for several hours yesterday doing research for the science lab. It drops this morning, 10 a.m. Central Time on DallasCowboys.com. And it is a very, very deep and heavy read as far as 
finding the cracks in San Francisco's armor. It was not easy, but let me tell you, when I found them, oh, they jumped right out at me. So the Cowboys have several ways they can attack this, this San Francisco team and come out with a win. So you want to definitely grab that read to find out how they can do it. Let's do it, man. Appreciate you, big dog. We'll talk to you next week. It's Patrick No C. Walker of the Scientific Method, DallasCowboys.com. See how smooth we get with this thing, man. See how smooth we get with this thing. Shouts out to Patrick No C. Walker. Make sure y'all keep up with him on Twitter uh, at the Voice of the Star. If you're not following him, you're really not doing it right. You're really not doing it right. Uh, he's going to provide you the real and he's going to give you the in-depth science on your Dallas Cowboys. Y'all know how we do, right? Thanks for watching and make sure to follow and subscribe to A to Z Dallas so you don't miss an episode of The Scientific Method. Every Thursday morning, 9 a.m. Central on Facebook and YouTube with every episode available on A to Z Sports dot com.